the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Is WWTC Minneapolis St. Paul FM 107.5 K298CO Minneapolis Intelligent Radio With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. A strong earthquake shook a Japanese island chain in the Pacific Ocean south of Tokyo today. There was no danger of a tsunami, no reports of damage or injuries. The quake had had a magnitude of 6.9 on the scale, French authorities aboard a cruise ship that's been at sea since early January from disembarking more than 1,000 passengers before its final destination in Italy. The regional administration in France cited a nationwide ban on allowing any foreign cruise ships to go ahead and disembark their passengers because of the ongoing coronavirus fears. Iran has allowed some businesses in the capital and nearby towns to reopen after weeks of lockdown aimed at containing the worst coronavirus outbreak. In the Middle East, Iran was slow to respond to the pandemic and held off on imposing any widespread restrictions, even after other countries in the region had done so. This is SRN News. This week in the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt, sponsored by the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy and ADF, Alliance Defending Freedom. As the economic crises mounts, cries from desperate workers and business owners grow louder. We need to take comparable measures to keep the jobs. Join us for our program. Sign up for our podcast at townhallreview.com. Every Saturday evening at 7 and Sunday nights at 11, here on AM 1280, The Patriot. AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio, just past 1 o'clock, which means one thing. It's time to make talk radio great again. It's your Northern Alliance Radio Network headliner, Mitch Berg. Coming up next, and just a reminder, with a lot of the U.S. workforce working from home or all of us in a state of self-quarantine, you can listen to The Patriot and Mitchburg, your favorite programs, wherever you are. We're on iHeart. Tune in our website, our free mobile app, your smart speaker, and radio.com. Here's your Twin Cities forecast brought to you by Great Plains Windows and Doors. Mostly sunny, high 62. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing, the shining spot of red in the sea of dismal dingy institutional blue the northern alliance radio network the show that is making talk radio great again my name mitchberg my blog shot in the dark dot info the show's been going on for 16 going on 17 years the blog well turned 18 last february and it just keeps right on rocking uh covering five days a week the things i can only do one day a week on the radio hope you can tune in both places of course, if you're listening to this broadcast, you already know the basic places where you can reach us. You can reach us on AM 1280 in the Twin Cities, FM 107.5 in the West Metro, 
You can also uh, reach us on uh, online at uh, where all do we have to go here? AM twelve A the Patriot dot com or the iHeartRadio app or the uh, couple other apps radio.com the am1280 the patriot app all over the place plus the podcasts are available on your favorite podcast service or am1280 the slash podcasts you can hear me or brad or pretty much anyone in the salem twin cities lineup all your favorite shows are available right out there speaking of hearing me uh Terminator and I'm hearing a lot of slapback echo in my headphones here. So if anyway, we can kill that. Ah, awesome. I like it when you can hear me, but I don't like it when other people, I can hear myself. There, <laughs> That's perfect. Thank you very much. Terminator and uh, making this thing sound good under, let's just be honest, trying circumstances. Remote broadcasts are not the uh, ideal for radio, although I love doing them. <laughs> I love doing them more when they're out in public. <laughs> uh, doing them from my home, however, is also uh, a serious upside. I do enjoy having more time to prep, uh, less time to commute, although that does mean I don't get to stop at the Rack Shack nearly as often as I used to. And, and by the way, Rack Shack, a longtime loyal sponsor of the station, right across from the station on Cliff Road and Egan, a longtime uh, supporter of AM 1280 The Patriot and of the uh, Northern Alliance, one of those businesses that I hope you can find time and a little bit of money if you're so equipped to do so to stop by and patronize them. They're amazing. They haven't paid me anything to say that. So no laws are broken. No animals were harmed in the production of that mild plug. But boy, that's one of the things I miss about being in the studio is uh, my post show repast at the uh, at the Rack Shack. What's it uh, Nick Anderson calls a place? Oh, yeah. Genius. Anyway, uh, boy, today is the fourth week anniversary actually the one month anniversary the 18th of march was when i officially cut the cord and went home from the office uh, for good not for good hopefully god willing we'll all be getting back at some point soon and uh, but i've been working at home ever since then now as you've been hearing about it it's, it's an adjustment and and by the way it's a blessing if you're able to do it and you don't just lose your job or your business or your livelihood i mean those are the people you need to be really concerned about and we'll be talking about how to be concerned about them uh, later on in the broadcast here with David Strom, a longtime uh, friend of this broadcast, actually former uh, colleague here on AM 1280 back in the day. He was uh, him and his uh, wife, Margaret Martin, ran the Taxpayers League live show uh, as part of a, what at one point was eight solid hours of Saturday local conservative talk. Well, he's still out there. He's still making mischief. He is uh, running a Facebook page called Reopen Minnesota. Uh, full disclosure, I help him out a little bit with some of the administration because what the heck, I'm not overcommitted already anyway. <sighs> anyway, and uh, he's going to be talking with us about the move to do just that, how to reopen Minnesota. That's next hour. By the way, we have some non-coronavirus news to talk about here as well. Minnesota Voters Alliance is filing a lawsuit against the state of Minnesota, against Secretary of State Simon and the usual suspects. And guess what? Oh, yeah, yet another bit of voting shenanigans, uh, this time about the absentee ballots that Minnesota is log-rolling everyone into using this uh, November. And, yeah, while absentee ballots themselves are a perfectly valid, noble thing and potentially a way for us to have a legitimate election this fall, you just know that if it involves elections, that it's going to involve the DFL using it as a ballot-stuffing machine. Andy Selick will be joining us from the Minnesota Voters Alliance, along with Representative Eric Lucero, who was helping him out in the legislature. Eric, of course, uh, both of them among the good guys, Eric, in the legislature. Uh, Andy out there making a gadfly of himself in court 
for all of our own good. So we'll be uh, looking forward to talking with them later on this hour. So this past week, since the subject is reopening Minnesota, I, I got to say, there's a few things going on on both sides of this issue that, that get me hot under the collar. And I will say this, I, I've, I voluntarily self-isolated a little bit, probably a week earlier than the rest of my office for a variety of reasons. I've got people in my family who are immune compromised. I have people in my family who have lung issues. I've got a mother in an assisted living that, as it happens, I'm not going to be able to see until the surge of cases is over. Uh, but I've got that. I mean, it's, I've got a lot of reasons to try and stay healthy. That and the fact that I'm I'm not 25 anymore. Granted, I'm in better health than I've been in probably close to 30 years, but. It's you can't take it for granted. So yeah, I've been self isolating, and I plan on continuing it until I'm convinced that the all clear is here. And yeah, there are experts out there to to help us and help government figure that out. But we've been hearing things from both sides of the issue here that, frankly, are are, are not helping matters one bit. And I'm just going to use this bully pulpit of mine to expound on them just a little bit. And yeah, they're on both sides of the political aisle. And yeah, the left is worse, but some of the things you're hearing from the right aren't helping matters one bit. For example, uh, I think we've hopefully dispensed with the idea that COVID is just the flu, it's just a glorified common cold, and that the fatality rate is going to be fairly inconsequential. It's yeah, it's not in, inconsequential if it's your relative, and it's not as uh, some of the earlier publicity about COVID, even in places, forget about Italy and Spain and, and Wuhan, where the healthcare system got overwhelmed, it's entirely possible for people who aren't in the highest risk age groups to have some really serious problems. Kids with asthma, 20-somethings with lung conditions, people who smoke, middle-aged guys who are overweight and out of shape. Yeah, obesity looks like it's a significant risk factor for major complications with COVID. The complications being your lungs quickly and catastrophically lose their ability to, you know, supply oxygen. Which brings us to another issue that has been popping up on the right among the open it all up now crowd, among the let's give everybody herd immunity right now and accept the losses we, we suffer, which is the other extreme, by the way. There's two extremes in this argument. One of them is keep everybody locked down until it's absolutely safe and to heck with the economy. We'll talk about that a little later on in the broadcast. A little bit of media came out this last week that sort of punched some of the uh, tickets that, that, that call for being responded to here, uh, more than a few actually, but uh, one in particular I want to discuss. But on the other side, the other extreme is, yeah, get everyone out there and uh, let's just reopen the entire economy right now and accept the fact that some people are going to die and that the healthcare system is probably going to have some problems, but people got to die somehow. And in the meantime, the faster we get herd immunity, whatever that means in the case of coronavirus, which we, whose mutation patterns we don't know yet, herd immunity may only protect you for a year. And who knows what's going to come back around the next time the virus mutates. We don't know. And when I say we, <laughs> we'll come back to that in a moment here as well. But uh, along with that extreme... I, we've heard some people, 
heavily, but not exclusively on the right. Uh, but we, we've had some people say that coronavirus is being considered the cause of death for everyone who has coronavirus and dies of whatever reason. Now, there's some, some, some examples that may or may not be apocryphal of people who get in car crashes when they have COVID and it's considered a COVID death. That's apocryphal. I haven't seen any actual fact-checking, or I should say reliable fact-checking I trust on stories like that. But there are other cases that are being looked at as examples of corruption, which, by the way, that would be uh, against the idea that, that Medicare pays more reimbursement to hospitals for and to local public and state public health uh, services for COVID than they do for more mundane causes of death. Uh, about 15% bonus, supposedly, for uh, for COVID cases. But it also takes in a number of cases where, I don't know, not everyone's a doctor, not everyone's a nurse, not everyone's an epidemiologist. I get that. Not everyone's a pathologist. But when people say, hey, someone dies of a heart attack, but they have COVID, they call it a COVID death. And they do so for good reason. Follow me here, folks. Your heart has a function, one really primary function, that is to pump oxygen into your blood. That's really what it does. It has nothing to do with love, it has nothing to do with sentiment or passion. It's all about it's all about exchanging blood, basically pumping blood around the around your system. I got it wrong. Uh, your lungs are there largely to circulate uh, oxygen into your blood and take carbon dioxide out. That's what they're there for. It's a vast network of little tiny tubes where this exchange takes place between blood and air. Oxygen gets filtered into your bloodstream, carbon dioxide comes out, and then gets exhaled into the air via your lungs. Serious cases of COVID, which are the minority of cases, but when they happen, they're pretty intense and they can be pretty horrific. Basically cause the little channels that do the exchanging of air and blood to break down, to not being able to function, to uh, it's basically called fibrosis, very similar to cystic fibrosis in concept. You you have these little channels that are supposed to do the exchanging, lose the ability to do that. They get brittle, they 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 decay, and your lungs lose the ability to put blood uh, oxygen into your blood, and when you're blood doesn't have enough oxygen and your heart is in any way vulnerable, well, then your, your, your heart tissue starts to die. You get a heart attack. Now, did the person in this case die of a heart attack or did they die of COVID-19? And the correct answer to that question is, yeah, they did. They died of both. The fact that they died of a heart attack because their heart tissue started atrophying for a lack of oxygen is directly attributable to the COVID. Uh, by the way, I'm not done entirely on, on our side. We'll talk about yesterday's protests when we come back. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. Look at all these options. You can fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream The Patriot. Top shelf choices include am1280thepatriot.com, our free app, and radio.com. 
This is an important coronavirus update from the nonprofit Global Healthy Living Foundation. Do you or a loved one live with a chronic illness? If so, you and your family may be at a higher risk for contracting the COVID-19 coronavirus. The Global Healthy Living Foundation has made free information and support available for your protection and well-being. Go to GHLF.org to enroll in their free patient support program to get updates and information related to the coronavirus outbreak. Protect yourself and your family. Visit GHLF.org today. Staying home? Perfect. Because Omaha Steaks Stock-Up Sale offers fresh, all-American flavors safely to your door. Skip the long lines and feed your family the finest steaks, burgers, poultry, and pork. Even easy-to-make meals, desserts, and more. Visit omahasteaks.com and type package in the search bar. You'll save 50% or more on freezer-filling assortments, plus orders over $69 ship free. Omaha Steaks Stock-Up Sale. Perfectly hearty, healthy, right at home. omahasteaks.com, keyword package, for free shipping on orders over $69. Is immune support on your mind these days? Quantum Nutrition Labs is here to help. While supplies last, a wide variety of high-quality, immune-focused supplements are 20% off, including vitamin C, zinc, and vitamin D3. Now is a great time to stock up on the items you'll want to keep on hand, ready to use when you need them. Call 888-588-7578 to speak with our highly trained nutritional consultants. That's 888-588-7578. Or visit us online at qnlabs.com. That's qnlabs.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Bob Marshall, PhD, host of Healthline. Tune in to get your questions answered and hear the latest breakthrough information for you and your family. Our product line, Quantum Nutrition Labs, delivers what others only promise, nutrition that really works. Hi, Minnesota. Governor Tim Walz here. During this unprecedented battle against the COVID-19 virus, I want to say how grateful I am for Minnesota's willingness to help one another. I also want to make sure that I say continue to watch your local news stations. Local news and local newspapers are putting out facts and not fear, and that's what it's going to take to get through this together. If you need more information, please go to the Minnesota Department of Health website. Together, Minnesotans will defeat this and come out better on the other side. Thank you. Millions retire online so they can do what they want offline. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. Dreams. It's one train pulls in, another one pulls out. The railings pull the gap, they send them off on the way. <laughs> Sorry about that. Forgot to uh, turn up my microphone there. Yeah, I had this great intro. Maybe the best. Uh, the best uh, ramp I've ever done in my life, and I forgot to hit my switch. That would explain it. Anyway, sorry about that, Terminator. <sighs> That's right. Okay, so, yeah, we were talking before the... Oh, by the way, don't forget, Stand With Israel Tour coming up uh, this December. Again, it was such a success last time. You get a chance to do it again, this time with Dr. Sebastian Gorka and 
Mike Lindell from MyPillow. It's, it's, it's an amazing tour, and it'll be a perfect way to unwind from this year. I uh, hope you can do it. Uh, go to am12athepatriot.com and look for the Stand with Israel tour panel. Click on it, and you will be on your way. So we're talking before the uh, break about the things that, frankly, I think that, that people who are reasonable and who approach the issue reasonably and intelligently need to know about the extremes on both sides. And I'm talking first about the extreme on the right, the extreme that half correctly say that, uh, that, that some of the side effects of the coronavirus on the human body have been overblown. And in 90 odd percent of the cases, uh, that's probably true, but not with all of them. And yes, the effects of the of, of an overwhelmed healthcare system are a matter of public record in Italy and Spain and, and, and China and to some extent, uh, some other countries as well. Uh, so th- there's an issue that we'll, we'll, we'll come back to that in just a moment here. But what, one of the things, and, and by the way, the idea that, uh, that, that there are a lot of cases being considered deaths of coronavirus that aren't. Well, in some cases, that's just not true. If someone dies of a heart attack because their lung function is throwing them into some sort of distress and, and not supplying their heart with enough oxygen, it's a legitimate question. Is it coronavirus or is it a heart attack? And the legitimate answer is it's both. Hank, what's your beefing? That's the way it works. Science and medicine are full of gray areas, and this is one of them. It doesn't satisfy the absolutists on both sides, but it's a fact. It's life. One of the things that has popped up in the last uh, couple of days here are a couple of protests. Now, there is a protest that we'll be talking about in the 2 o'clock hour with David Strom. The Reopen Minnesota protest is on Facebook. There were this week a couple of actual open-air protests in St. Paul at the governor's mansion yesterday. Got a fair amount of media coverage. And I got to say, Last week on this broadcast, we ran down, listed the, the constitutional liberties that this epidemic has already cost us, including First Amendment rights like the right to assemble and petition for the redress of our grievances. We have courts not taking cases all over the country. We have tin horn would-be dictators and Frank Burns's and Dwight Schrute's in government all over the country, most notably Michigan and Kentucky, where the Democrat governors have enacted some of the most absurd restrictions on on individual freedom, things that have nothing to do with containing the virus and all all about being drunk with power. Uh, fulfilling that, that bureaucratic urge to, to wield power against non-bureaucrats. The governors of Michigan and Kentucky are two of the biggest offenders, and here's hoping that they find their electoral comeuppance here as soon as possible. But these protests yesterday... I mean, we're, we're those of us who are advocating and to some extent agitating for the reopening of this state are predicating that agitation on the premise that the average Minnesotan is smart enough to take care of himself, his family, his business and his community. And all due respect to those of you who came out to the protest yesterday I saw all too many people out there on Summit Avenue who did not seem to be up to that responsibility. I'll put it obliquely for now. 
We saw people handing food around. We saw bringing their kids. We saw people standing way closer than six feet apart, as if all they had to do was meet the rules of epidemic contagion with the sheer force of their conviction, and it would all work out okay. And as God is my witness, I certainly hope it does. I really do. Partly for your sake, if you are one of them who is thinking that this is all a big joke and this whole thing is passed and, and we're all going to be okay. And by the way, I believe we will too. But not because of these people's actions yesterday. In fact, I, I will say this. While I think that we are on a decent path to get out of this in Minnesota, and in the upper Midwest, where lower population densities have slowed the spread of the coronavirus, as predicted by me, <laughs> I also think that there is ample opportunity for people's complacency to cause uh, a, another surge in outbreaks. And we can hope that this doesn't happen from that occasionally densely packed crowd yesterday. I, I, I did see people in the aerial video and some of the, the other video taken of the scene of people on the fringes of the protest who were standing six feet apart, some of them wearing masks, some of them taking the basic precautions that most all of us are taking these days. But I saw an awful lot of people, way too many people at these protests who, who didn't bother, who clumped up together, who handed candy back and forth, who brought their kids out. And yeah, kids are a little less susceptible to the ravages of the coronavirus than, than elders are. That's a fact. The, the, the older and the obese and the people who have with compromised immune systems and compromised cardiopulmonary systems, it's true. Although it would really, really stink to find out your kid has a cardiopulmonary condition when they catch an easily avoidable case of coronavirus. You think you're immune to that? You're, you're not. I, I was deeply disappointed by some of the behavior at that protest yesterday. The whole push to reopen this state is predicated on the idea that the average Minnesotan is smart enough, well-informed enough, responsible enough to take care of themselves, their community, their families, themselves without needing big brother to lean over their back and tell them to do it and <clears throat> all due respect to the people who are not following those basic non-political rules of how to respond to any kind of epidemic doesn't matter if it's covid or influenza or ebola or aids or gonorrhea find out how the disease spreads and don't do that thing. AIDS is easy to, to, to limit the transmission. Don't do the things that spread AIDS, which I'm not going to talk about on a Salem station. Don't go there. Influenza, a little harder, but yeah, stay apart. Stay home from work. Wash your hands. Disinfect your surfaces. Take care of yourself. Get enough sleep. Any epidemic any viral epidemic especially, is, if not easy, at least a series of common sense responses to the threat. 
And I saw a lot of people not doing that yesterday. And I've read a lot of people on, on various reopen the state Facebook pages going, huh, guys are just a bunch of sheeple following along with the government. The government doesn't know what it's talking about. You know, government trust in government is frequently disappointing and conservatives at, at the very best trust, but verify and all too often wind up distrusting even more afterwards. But the fact is, and, and by the way, we'll come to that when we talk about how the left has been botching this uh, story as well here. Because, oh no, it's not just conservatives getting this all wrong. And in fact, listening to <clears throat> the our well-informed high priests of information on public radio yesterday, I, I heard a couple things that made me go, good lord. P.G.O. Rourke was right when he said that journalists are nothing but people who didn't get good enough grades to do anything but journalism school after high school. I was ready to throw my radio out of my car, which, in all fairness, isn't all that unusual uh, when I'm listening to uh, some of the national public radio programming, uh, which we've discussed on this broadcast in the past. But if you believe, as I do, that reopening Minnesota is based on the trust that the average Minnesotan is smart enough, well-informed enough, conscientious enough, yeah, moral enough to do the right thing in a crisis like this, then yesterday's protest was an incredible disappointment. Now, I don't think the people out there at the protest who are bunching up together, handing candy back and forth. For all I know, licking toilet seats. I mean, the behavior was was in some case almost that that over the top, almost that complacent. I, I don't believe that they are representative of the kind of people who are doing their conscientious best to reopen their businesses, to reopen this state, to get public life going again here, to get some business back out into Minnesota's small businesses. But you know darn well, big media, which is in bed with the DFL just as sure as the day is long, you can be certain that that's exactly how they're portraying it because blue fragility is governing how big left is responding to not just the coronavirus crisis, but the messaging about this crisis. I had hoped to get to their side of this. We're going to wind up waiting on that until after we, we talk with Eric Lucero and Andy Selick. Up next, right here on AM 1280, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Lee. And this is Matt from the Kingdom Builders. About 22 years ago, I remember doing my father's roof in Bloomington after a huge hailstorm had gone through. And now he just had me come out and take a look at his roof because he wants to make sure it's okay. 22 years old now. Most roofs in that time era were good for about 20, 25, maybe 30 years. So if you're looking to get an honest assessment on whether your 22-year-old roof is still good, give us a call. Yeah, Lee, I remember that storm, too. And as I drive around Burnsville, uh, Bloomington, the South Metro, I see all of these roofs that were replaced back in 1998. And it may be time for an assessment for us to come out and let you know if you have a year or three left or if now is a good time to get those shingles replaced. For an honest assessment on your roof or gutters, give us a call 
at 612-900-9166 or look us up on the web at thekingdombuilders.com. That's thekingdombuilders.com. Did you know my mom's going to have a baby? She is. Will it be a boy? Or will it be a girl? We don't know yet, but we heard the heartbeat, and my dad said this is going to be someone very special. You mean like being a president? Or maybe a doctor? Well, probably maybe like a singer or dancer, I think. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. We know that every baby is a miracle and has the potential to do great things. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives or assistance or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. Attention, hardworking Americans that pay too much in taxes. How would you like to get an extra $5,000 back from your prior year's tax returns? Family Tax will take your filed tax returns for the last three years and analyze them. We are experts at finding hidden credits and deductions other tax companies miss. Even if you've already filed, it's never too late. We guarantee that the IRS will send you back at least $5,000 or our services are free. If you get a pay check from your job. You make at least $30,000 a year. Call right now and learn how you can get an extra $5,000 back from the IRS from your past three years of tax returns. Make this guaranteed free call now. 800-250-4079. 800-250-4079. That's 800-250-4079. Oh, yeah. AM 1280, The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. 651-289-4488. The Northern Alliance Radio Network. By the way, you can join us at that phone number anytime you want. 651-289-4488. And also available on Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. Although, with five monitors in front of me, it's hard to keep up with all of it, but... We'll, uh, we'll, we'll make it work here. So, one of the ongoing battles, really it's been a battle almost as long as this broadcast has been on the air, is the battle for election integrity. The integrity of our voting system is an ongoing struggle. And it's not getting any easier, folks. The Democratic Party has complete control of the executive branch of government. The media is covering for them. The media refuses to ask the questions that need to be asked. And it's fortunate that we have some people in this state, most notably the Minnesota Voters Alliance and a number of parties who are able to, uh, to, to help out in, that, in that, uh, that battle, to try and fight the battle for us here. And with us right now, we're, we're working to get a hold of Andy Selick from the Minnesota Voters Alliance. Uh, we're having a little technical difficulty there, but... By the way, Andy, if you're out there, feel free to give the station a call at 651-289-4488. But with us, one of the allies of the MBA from the Minnesota State Legislature, Representative Eric Lucero joins us. Eric, welcome to the broadcast. Well, thank you, Mitch, uh, for having me and, and this opportunity to join you on the air this afternoon. 
absolutely. Always a pleasure. So uh, let's let's talk a little bit about, first of all, what was the motive for this? Uh, the, the Minnesota Voters Alliance uh, filing a, uh, a suit right now, uh, filed, I believe, earlier this week with the Minnesota Court of Appeals uh, to challenge the vid- validity of a one of Minnesota's election rules, 8210.2450. Tell us a little bit about the rule before we go into the litigation. Sure. So the rule, as you just uh, referenced, is uh, the product of something that the Secretary of State himself created. Now, the legislature passed a statute which gave explicit uh, requirements for uh, the, the examining of returned absentee ballots, but a rule that does not is not the product of uh, the legislature and then signed into law by the executive, instead seeks to circumvent uh, statutory law, and that's the problem. And so just a little bit of background on what the rule is doing, uh, or I should say the statute. What the statute seeks to do is when ballots are returned, absentee ballots are returned, there is supposed to be, per the express requirements by the legislature, uh, a ballot board that consists of members of, uh, con- uh, of major party status. So the Republican and Democrat, for example, uh, one-to-one. And so therefore you have equal representation. And, and also then creating a check and balance, right? Because as you mentioned in your opening comments, election integrity is the goal. And so if you have these ballot boards that consist of members that make up uh, equal representation of uh, the major parties, then that creates greater election integrity. What Secretary Simon did with creating this rule, contrary to the requirement of the statute, is to allow for deputies uh, and clerks, uh, essentially bureaucrats, government employees to be appointed to the board without having to declare their party affiliation. And then now now you've circumvented and you don't have that check and balance. And that's the basis of the lawsuit. Excellent. So with the details of the lawsuit, uh, since you brought it up and we're up to that point, let's uh, welcome to the broadcast Andy Selick of the Minnesota Voters Alliance. Uh, that gave my production staff a little bit of cardio there, Andy, but great to uh, welcome you to the broadcast. Uh, so Eric Lucero has explained the rule that the uh, Secretary of State and the, uh, the and the election apparatus in Minnesota is violating. You, uh, in your capacity uh, at the Minnesota Voters Alliance, have filed a suit with the Minnesota Court of Appeals to address this. Tell us a little bit about the litigation that you're undertaking, Andy Selick. Uh, well, thanks for having me, Mitch. Uh, yeah, we filed a lawsuit uh, directly to the Court of Appeals under a rule that we've never used before. It's actually uh, only been used, well, once in the past by us a couple weeks ago. Prior to that, it's never been used, but it allows citizens to challenge a rule uh, administrative rule directly to the court of appeals, bypassing the district court uh, under Minnesota statute fourteen forty four. So it's a pretty slick deal, and it's and it, uh, secretary of state rule has never been challenged in this way prior to our last one and then this one. Um, but we're here mainly sounding the alarm bells. I mean, we're going to have a million ballots, absentee ballots coming in or more uh, if the you know projections keep uh, as projections keep rising, and and there's no equal party balance of election judges as representative lucero correctly described overseeing these ballots and we all remember frank and coleman uh that came down to 300 votes and every time they did recounts it kept changing and and al franken ended up winning 
And it went to all the way to the Supreme Court, and the whole battle was about absentee ballots on whether they were properly accepted and whether they were properly rejected. So a year later, the legislature went to work and said, we have to fix this problem. And the Democrats came out with a bill that would exempt uh, staff from the party balance requirements. And, and, and they had no rep- Republican support. The Governor Pauletti vetoed that bill. So they all came back to the table in 2010. They passed uh, a new statute that requires election judges be performing the duties of the board and equal party representation. And then Steve Simon came along, became Secretary of State, and in 2016 he passed a rule while nobody was watching that did the exact same thing that that exemption attempted to do in 2009 that failed. So, Representative Lucero, uh, I can already hear this. You, you, I've already have heard this from from the, uh, some of my Democrat acquaintances who are saying, "All you're trying to do is 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 make it harder to vote." All you're trying—I mean, we're likely going to be doing an, an amazing amount of absentee voting this election. It'll likely blow the doors off all the records. Uh, it's it's voter suppression. That's the that's how what, how they refer to pretty much every attempt to enforce some sort of electoral integrity vote uh, vo- uh, voter suppression. What is the uh, how does one defend the case that we're trying to uh, improve and protect the absentee ballot system rather than suppress voting, Eric Lucero? Well, I am a cybersecurity professional, and in my field. The whole objective of cybersecurity is to authenticate somebody's claim. Somebody purports to be somebody, and then that must be validated. Now, we do this each and every day that we log into our mobile phones with maybe a pin or a pattern. We're authenticating that we know uh, a piece of information that therefore demonstrates that we are indeed who we are. Or we do this with a username and password logging onto our computer or our banking website or any other piece of technology that everyday Minnesotans engage with each and every day. And even if they don't use technology, they use uh, a a driver's license to buy uh, tobacco potentially or uh, to pretty much do any and everything in our daily lives, get on planes, everything that we do. We have to authenticate who we are. Okay, right now as a legislature, uh, due to COVID-19, we are voting via conference call. And so there are measures that are being put in place to authenticate that we are indeed who we say we are so that we can take action and vote on the Minnesota House floor, for example, right? You don't just get to claim to be somebody without authenticating, okay? And in, the, in our case, what we're doing is, is giving the phone numbers in advance so that uh, not just anybody can call in, for example. In this case, uh, when, unfortunately, uh, when it comes to voting, one of the most important things that we can do in our constitutional republic, the Democrats have been fighting tooth and nail to prevent this important uh, action from being caught up to modern-day times with authentication. And that's all we're seeking to do is making sure that we can authenticate to ensure voter uh, election integrity, and then when it comes to this issue specifically, to uh, ensure that every vote is accurate, counted, has uh, equal representation on the boards that our or that are uh, doing the counting. So it's not about voter suppression. It is indeed about integrity. So, Andy Selick, let's talk about, in the, the moments we have left in this segment here, uh, what is the effect? What, what do you see? What does the Voters Alliance see as the effect of this change in the rules against which you are litigating on elections? What, what's, the, 
worst or mid-case scenario for how this could affect an election in a practical sense, Andy C. Like, what, what, what are we fighting against here in, in a practical sense? Well, I, I think it's very important. I think it's just like a company. It, 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 I mean, whoever serves on the board, that makes a big difference on how the company runs. And, and when, when Secretary of State Simon, they've been fighting for this for eight years to try to get their own people by, by selecting whoever they want to serve on these ballot boards to do all the examining of the absentee ballot envelopes, checking driver's license, state IDs, last four, make sure they match, make sure the person's eligible in the precinct, you know, make sure that the voter hasn't already voted in person. All these things have to be done by election judges. And in the Al Frank and Coleman race, there were 300,000 absentee ballots cast, Mitch. 12,000 of them were rejected. Now, that's a high number. You start tripling those numbers. And we're talking about a high number of, uh, of, of absentee ballots being rejected and, and, for that matter, accepted. So there's a lot at stake here. I think a lot of elections in Minnesota can come down to this one very lawsuit. Uh, I think it's that significant because how we all see things differently, we want to minimize ineligible voting. We're not out to suppress votes. We want as high as turnout as the Democrats do. We just want to suppress uh, ineligible voting. That's how we like to put it. But this is a battle on many on many fronts, and I want to make sure and give a shout out to our incredible attorneys who got this filed in a timely manner. Eric Cardall from Mormon and Cardall for putting up with me for the last two months. I mean, we've been really working hard on this, and it finally came through, and we're really happy how it turned out. Absolutely. Always, I'll do respect to Eric Cardo, who's been doing the Lord's work on issue after issue. Hey, can we keep you gentlemen for one more segment? I want to talk about practical aspects of this case and get uh, some more information out to people. Would that be possible, uh, Representative Lucero? Andy Selick, we can count on you for another segment. I know that. And if you have questions for the representative or for the gadfly, uh, give us a call, 651-289-4488. You can also join us on Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's N-A-R-N Show. The Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280. The Oh, I like the sound of that. Go nowhere. Be right back. AM 1280, The Patriot. Limitless access to intelligent talk. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities, but serve worldwide. The team at Blue Ox Heating and Air wants you to know that they're open and they're here to care for our community. As an essential service provider, they will continue providing heat and air conditioning services during these trying times. They've always practiced the highest standards of health and safety, including wearing gloves and shoe covers. They've now added wearing masks, social distancing, and stringent sanitizing to keep your family safe. When you call, they're screening during the scheduling process to provide an extra layer of protection. Blue Ox Heating and Air, providing legendary, safe service to our community. Are you tired of all the garbage that Hollywood puts out? Why not redeem the time you're spending at home with your family and watch something that affirms our American values? For a limited time, you can purchase No Safe Spaces, starring Dennis Prager and Adam Carolla. Go to nosafespaces.com to stream the number one political documentary of 2019. Free speech is under attack now more than ever. Politicians on the left are threatening to permanently shut down churches and synagogues. And we can't even open a debate about when we return to work. There is no more important time to watch No Safe Spaces. The movie that the hard left does not want you to see. 
Go to nosafespaces.com. Use the code SAVE25 to get 25% off your purchase. That's SAVE25. This offer is only available for a limited time. Send the message to Hollywood that you support movies that support your values. Go to nosafespaces.com today. Give me your computer problems with boots. Arby's Computer Service. When you want your computer fixed right the first time, Arby's is the place. Hi, this is Randy from Arby's Computer Service. Why is it that your cell phone is replaced every two to three years with no thought about cost, but when it comes to your computer in your office, you try and hold out five to six years or longer to do the same? Arby's Computer Service. What is that loss in productivity doing to your bottom line? Do you know that we can sell you a brand new commercial computer that is super fast for less than the cost of your new iPhone or Android phone? Why are you waiting? Call us today. We can be reached at 763-441-3884. That's 763-441-3884. Or on the web at rbsmn.com. Giving your computer problems the boots. Arby's Computer Service. Join the Patriot Freedom Fan Club for prizes, contests, quizzes, and more. Plus, get exclusive access to pre-sale tickets to events. It's free to join, so visit am1280thepatriot.com today. Alliance Radio Network, AM1280, The Patriot, making talk radio great again. My pleasure to be broadcasting today with, from the Minnesota Voters Alliance, Andy Selick joining us and uh, Representative Eric Lucero joining us, both by phone, both uh, thoroughly socially distant here, uh, working on improving a process that is going to bring Minnesotans together, whether they want it or not, uh, virtually or or otherwise, this coming fall here, How the whole question of how we handle our elections. Uh, Andy Selick, you are bringing a case to the Minnesota Court of Appeals. What specifically are you, or more specifically the Alliance's attorneys, uh, Eric Cardall and company, uh, asking of the Court of Appeals? Uh, well, Mitch, that's a great question. Uh, specifically, there's a, uh, as we've been talking about, there's a Minnesota rule. Uh, any of your listeners can punch it up on their phone. It's Minnesota Rule 8210.2450. And it says on there that election judges uh, performing the duties of the ballot board, the accepting and rejecting, must be from different major political parties. And then it lists two exemptions. And the second exemption talks about if uh, it's a school district or a small town election in off years. Now, that exemption is actually in the statute. The middle, the first exemption says unless they are deputy city clerks or deputy county auditors. That's the problem. We want that provision in the rule stricken and declared invalid. Because with that rule, they make everybody in Ramsey County, they, they hire all their staff and temporary workers. They have them all sign a document and make them all deputy clerks <laughs> and deputy auditors uh, <laughs> just for a, a couple of weeks. They're actually deputies. And that's how they skirt around the whole intent and spirit of the law. And we've, we've uh, done a lot of Research, you know, connecting with Anoka County, head of elections, Ramsey County, head of elections, and the city of Minneapolis. And believe it or not, none of them, Mitch, none of them have any election judges uh, on their absentee ballot board that are doing the accepting and rejecting. It's all people they handpick 
some staff, some people they just hired, and none of them are picked from the party list. The law actually requires that election judges serving on the ballot boards have to be first selected from the political party list that are sent to the Secretary of State until they're exhausted, and they literally ignore all the lists that are sent to them from the major political parties. So, Representative Lucero, you're out there running for re-election here this fall, thankfully, from a what would seem to be a fairly safe district, fingers crossed. What, again, I, the, the thing that is hard to explain to people who don't follow this stuff for a living. I mean, I mean, it's, and it is complex stuff. Elect- election law is pretty opaque, pretty Byzantine stuff that people listen to, myself sometimes included, and go, ah. let's talk a little bit about the effects that, you, that we could possibly see as a result of this. I mean, a ballot comes in. It's an absentee ballot. What is the, the, the worst case scenario, how that ballot will be treated if it is suspicious, for, for example, as opposed to uh, if the litigation that that's being filed actually takes effect and, and, and is, is, is brought home here. Well, it, again, just uh, let me just, I'm going to go back to something Andy said. He, and it's, I just want to stress it. He said, they are taking an example. He said, you have uh, uh, those on, in Ramsey County taking deliberate steps to skirt the intent or the spirit of the law. Why do they go through such lengths to skirt the law rather than going through things to uphold election integrity and to ensure that each of us can have the confidence in our election. So that's always been uh, the frustrating aspect when it comes to election reform, in my opinion. When it, uh, to your question, well, now decisions have to be made. If there are some ambiguities when it comes to these uh, ballots that have come in, decisions have to be made as pertaining to the the. Uh, ambiguity. And that's where having major party representation uh, matters. Because if you have lopsided, that allows for corruption. And when uh, corruption exists, if they don't believe that they'll be caught, uh, that's when that's when you see it. And that's exactly what we saw in the, the Coleman Franken election, right? It was the ballot box in the trunk, right? Uh, we heard those stories, we, we remember those stories. And that is just something that if uh, we're continued on, you know, moving the decimal point over, as Andy explained, we see this continued push for early voting, right? We're now, what is it, 46 days from before the election, early voting. And then with this virus uh, happening, you can imagine how early voting or uh, absentee ballot uh, voting is going to only increase to the tune of a million votes this coming November. And that's a lot, that's a third of the votes having to go through these boards then, having decisions made and, having potentially huge consequences for those of us uh, that are not where we don't have representation on these boards. Yeah, absolutely. And by the way, I, I think that living in Ramsey County, as I do, I, I suspect the decisions have already been made. But there are other parts of the state where there is some hope. Andy Selig, briefly, we got about uh, 30 seconds here. You've already got three judgments. You at the Minnesota Voters Alliance already have three judgments against Steve Simon that he is basically uh, scoffing at. The cynic might ask, why Why are we doing this again here? I mean, the, the rule of law seems to have no meaning at the Secretary of State's office. 30 seconds, Andy Selick. Uh, any, any chance of this actually drawing blood down there? Uh, well, thanks for, again for the opportunity. I mean, I think so. They're going to have a hard time getting around that. We're making the claim that this rule uh, creates 
all these uh, three exemptions that we listed. It, it, it allows them not to pick election judges from the party list. It, election, it allows them not to have election judges performing the duties of the board. And, and, and they're going to have to say that that rule uh, doesn't create those exemptions. And even if they do, if they actually say that, then we win either way because then the cities and counties are all violating the law. So I think we're in a win-win situation. But I want to say one thing. I mean, consider like Sue Jeffers, uh, many of your listeners and you know Sue Jeffers. She's one of our plaintiffs. She served in New Brighton on the absentee ballot board in 2014, doing the accepting and rejecting along with a Democrat election judge. And then in 2016, she ran for office. In 2018, she wanted to serve on the ballot board again uh, in Ramsey County. And Joe Mansky told her that uh, they don't need her and to go home. And, they, and then Sue later found out about this rule. They hired the gal that worked with her that was the wife of the county attorney. And that's the <laughs> kind of people they're putting on these boards. So, and there's a big difference between, you remember in the Frank and Coleman race where there was uh, a lot of them weren't signed in a couple precincts and all these other irregularities. Depending on who the election judges are, some people, at least on our side of the aisle, believe that if, if it doesn't meet the requirements and the Social Security doesn't match, the address doesn't match, that that ballot's not going to get counted. And I think Andy Selick of the Minnesota Voters Alliance, we are out of time here. Sorry to say we could easily do this again. We have to stay in touch on this as it wends its way through the Minnesota Court of Appeals system. Obviously, with an election coming up, it's going to need to move pretty fast here. Briefly, in 10 seconds, how can people find out more about this case, Andy Selick? Well, we should have everything on our uh, website posted as of this afternoon. It just go to mnvoterswithans.org or Google or Bing, Minnesota Voters Alliance, and everything should be there. And I will post it at shotinthedark.info as soon as I get half a moment here. Andy Selick, uh, Representative Eric Lucero, thank you for thank joining you. us today. Uh, enjoy the day. Stay safe. And we will all talk to you again soon. So Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, Patriot Northern. I said that. Northern Alliance, that's right. That's us. We'll be back with David Strom from Reopen Minnesota. When we return, go nowhere. We'll be right back. The recent chaos on Wall Street may have you wondering, what's next for the stock market? And what should I do with my investments? Get the answers in a free report, What to Do in a Down Market. It's from Joe Lucy of Secured Retirement Financial in the Twin Cities. Joe's a certified financial planner, and he's been featured in the Wall Street Journal. This no-nonsense eight-page report reveals the facts about previous stock market corrections and what could happen next. You'll also learn actionable steps that can protect your hard-earned savings and the overlooked opportunities that nobody sees in a panic. To download this free report, go to downmarketrescue.com. You can't control what's next with the stock market, but you can control your investments. Download your free report now. Go to downmarketrescue.com. Downmarketrescue.com. I'm Mick Anderson, General Manager of AM1280 The Patriot, and for years, this great station has been fighting to keep the Twin Cities right. As we head into 2020, I would ask that you help us continue the fight by supporting our local sponsors who live, work, and play right here in the Twin Cities. Now, here's a word from our friend, Dennis Prager. I I appeal to you to fight. I fully recognize not everyone has a fighting nature, but everyone can help fighters. What's wrong is not to do either. And helping fighters is as good and noble as fighting. This station 
is a fighter. So there's a very simple way for you to help this station, and that is just patronize their sponsors. Those sponsors, they are making us possible. No sponsors, we're talking to ourselves. By supporting the local businesses you hear on this station, you help support us as we continue to keep the Twin Cities right. Hi, this is PJ from PJ's Appliance Outlet, your local, family-owned, and operated appliance store. No matter where you live in the Twin Cities, PJ's is worth the drive. We're centrally located in Plymouth. Just this past month, we've had satisfied customers from Maple Grove, St. Paul, Minneapolis, Eden Prairie, Bloomington, all over the Twin Cities. We take great pride in separating ourselves from those overpriced big box stores by simply providing over-the-top customer service, great quality products at unbeatable prices. PJ's has quickly become the trusted go-to store for brand new scratch and dent appliances. You can save hundreds, sometimes thousands of dollars on brand new warranty name brand refrigerators, ovens, washers and dryers, dishwashers and freezers, top brands like LG, Frigidaire, and much more. Come visit our showroom today and ask for PJ, Bob, or Jake, or visit our website at pjsapplianceoutlet.com. That's pjsapplianceoutlet.com, where every deal is a steal. AM 1280, The Patriot, is WW.